Hey y'all, this is Culture Soup, where tech, culture, and business collide. It's a podcast that spoons up everything hot from social media. I'm your host, L. Michelle Smith, and each episode, we bring you some of the most notable and not yet notable thought leaders in tech, business, and culture. was 2019. In fact, I'd call it the fall of Mary Kay. And by that, I mean the season fall. As it turns out, I got a couple of requests and recommendations from the CMO of Mary Kay. You may recall her from my Women's History Month series called Authentically She, where I interviewed several powerhouse women of color who had risen to the ranks in corporate America. If you remember that episode, if not, go back and listen to it. You'll hear how Cheryl and I actually met. It was around the year 2006, maybe 2007, and my agency at the time would become agency of record for ProLine International, a hair care company that would eventually get gobbled up by Alberto Culver, which would get gobbled up by Unilever. Okay, well, long story short, Cheryl left Alberto Culver and not too long after that, moved back to Dallas and within a year or so, joined on at Mary Kay Cosmetics and eventually climbed that ladder and became the chief marketing officer. You remember that story. Well, Cheryl, of course, oversees several sponsorships and all sorts of marketing activities for the Mary Kay brand, one of which was something called StyleCon. StyleCon is a gathering of tastemakers, influencers, celebrities, and boss women, lady entrepreneurs like myself, that gather to understand how to push their brands forward, how to push their businesses forward. Cheryl recommended that I take a role, a speaking role at StyleCon and introduced me by email to a woman named Irene Martino. Now, when one of the most powerful women in corporate America drops you a note and kindly suggests (laughs) that you reach across to someone to ask them to speak, you kind of do it. And I know that Irene and Cheryl have a great relationship, so Irene did reach across. This was indeed my tribe at work. What would happen from there would be simply amazing. The experience that I had, you know, it was one of those things where you just don't know what to expect. This was not my crew, you know? I'm a B2B creator, someone called me. I'm in corporate, I'm in small business, I'm a businesswoman now. I do have some style, I do have a little flair. So I knew I could hang, but when I saw the lineup, I was like, how do I fit? And it hit me, all of the women on the panel were in business, and even though their business was all about social influence on the consumer-facing side, we had a lot in common. And then I'd learn there was a real housewife on the panel, real housewife of Dallas. Her name, Tiffany Hendra. 
Well, we didn't have much time to get to know one another before the panel. And it was clear that many of the ladies knew each other already because they already circulate in the same circles. I felt like I was kind of on the outside. But man, when we hit that stage, we gelled because we agreed and aligned on so many of the topics, especially around authenticity, especially around leadership. They were singing my song. And there was one time when we talked about telling your story and how your purpose is found in your story and how they're keys to your future and your past. If you just look, Tiffany and I bonded on that topic alone. And I knew at that point that we needed to collaborate in some way. And the first stop would be Tiffany on the Culture Soup Podcast. Well, today's that day. Tiffany joins me for an amazingly personal, an amazingly transparent and inspiring conversation about her life starting out as a multiracial young girl of modest means and then racing to the top in Hollywood, in LA, living a really fast, crazy, and probably not healthy lifestyle to now where she's whole and she's helping women empower themselves through their spirituality. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to my new friend, Tiffany Hendra, boss lady, women's empowerment coach, and TV personality. Hey everybody, I am so excited that I have Tiffany Hendra on the line with me. You may recognize her as Bravo's The Real Housewives of Dallas, season one member. But you know what? I know her as someone else. I met her on the StyleCon stage here in Dallas where we talked about branding for women who were in business and also influencers and anyone who was out there trying to do it and be a lady boss with style. But she's a spiritual empowerment coach and she has her own business. She is rocking it right now. And that's where she and I bonded around the idea of empowering women. How are you doing, Tiffany? I am fantastic. I am so excited to be here with you. I've been looking forward to this. I have been too, Tiffany. We have so much to talk about, but you know what? How about we jump right in and have a culture soup moment? Let's do it. Awesome. Okay. So, you know what? This weekend was hard. It yes, was so it was. hard. Yes. We got the news of mm-hmm. the tragic death of yes. Kobe Bryant and his daughter and seven other people. I mean, there were three little girls yes. on that helicopter. I know. I'm still know. having a hard time with it. I'm yeah. not from LA. You spent some time there. Yes, it's um, my second home. Yeah, and then, gosh, there's all sorts of other things going on in the world. There's a whole impeachment trial. That's not an upper, right? No. These are all downers. No. It's like, yeah, our hearts are in the gutter right now. We've got to do whatever we can to, to lift, lift the spirits. Right, and so if you're looking at your social feeds, it's like, you know, bad news after bad news after bad news. This is a really dark cloud for us. So how 
And what do you do? What do you say to your clients when they need a, a pick me up? Yeah, this is a great question. And I love that you are, are touching on this because I was in a long meeting on Sunday when that happened. So I had no clue. Plus on Sundays on the weekend, I try to unplug as much as I can. Right. So that's, that's tip number one right. is if you're really being affected by it, put the phone down, turn the news off, Agree. you know, get some little touch points so that you can stay abreast of what's happening mm-hmm. in the world, but stop scrolling, stop looking at it. Be mindful of the choices that you're making. Are right. they, is it an empowering choice or is it a disempowering choice? Mm-hmm. Check in with yourself. You know, mm-hmm. if you're scrolling and you feel your vibration lowering, number one, put the phone down. So on Sunday, I'd gotten out of this meeting. It was a beautiful day. It was sunny here in Dallas, had a great meeting, and my phone was blowing up. Mm-hmm. And it was a couple of my clients with 911, mm. you know, texts because they had either lost, actually have two close people in my life that have lost loved ones. One lost a father oh, wow. in a helicopter crash. <sighs> Yeah. Wow. So, so this, I actually had to deal with this very close to home on Sunday. And, mm. uh, the first thing that my client did that I walked her through was to energetically send love. Like, you know, instead of going into that deep, dark yes. trigger, triggered pain mm-hmm. and reliving everything. And she said, you know, it's on the news. I'm seeing the crash. It's, I'm reliving what I saw with, yeah. with my dad's crash. So she said, I put the phone down. I said, well, there you go. You're listening. Yes. You're turning, turning the TV off and you're listening and and not scrolling. And I said, energetically right now, you of all people know what Kobe Bryant and all of those, all of those families are going through. So right now, just take a moment to get quiet and energetically feel your heart expand with love for them. Mm. And instead of thinking of yourself and re-trigger being re-triggered into your own pain and the trauma that you experienced go outward. And I said, send Kobe's family, his wife, all of his, all of the loved ones of the passengers, send them love right now. And when you feel you get out of your head and you get into your heart, right. It changes everything. Right. So if, if you, you know, speaking to your, your listeners, if, if we are, you know, just bombarded with the media right now and all this negativity is, is tuning it out and going within anchoring in to spirit. And no matter what religious faith you have, you know, whatever that is for you, for me, it's God. I'm a God girl, my heavenly father. And I get quiet and reconnect with that. And, and instantly that reconnection is going to make you feel better. There was something else you said in there though, not just going inward, but shifting your perspective to someone else. Yes. That's powerful. Right. And I'm a big Tony fan, Tony Robbins, you know, he's right behind me. I got to meet him finally this year and and express gratitude to his face and thank him. He was the first life coach that was in my head on a Sony Walkman back in the nineties. So, um, you know, when he says, when you're in your head, you're dead. Mm. And I quickly learned when I was battling depression all of, all the time and not being of service, I was all about me and, and my fame and, and, uh, you know, it was just all, all about, it was me-itis. Joyce Myers calls it me-itis. me-itis. I love it. Get your mind off yourself and go help somebody. Yeah. The best natural antidepressant. So even in that moment, energetically for someone who has lost a loved one and they were being triggered by everything that's going on with, with the Bryant family, it's, it's energetically shifting in, in that moment and getting your mind off of yourself right. and send them love. Yeah. 
you know, um, send others love. You don't have to actually pick them, pick up the phone and text them, but just sit and sit in that quiet space and send them love and you'll feel better. It's a win-win. Absolutely. Empathy is powerful, powerful, powerful. Yes. You know, Tiffany, you have an amazing story. Mm. But let's let's talk first about. We all do, don't yeah, we? Yeah, you know what? That's day. just it, and the power is in that story. That's for sure. And it, it led us to each other. Look at that. Yes, it did. That's why telling your story is so powerful. I, I, you know, that's part of my coaching is that it's the foundation of your brand. It's everything. Yes. So if we were all transparent in our story. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about Everything. on that stage with those other amazing ladies at StyleCon mm-hmm. there in Dallas. Yeah. And that was the point that I think that we all agreed upon. And it, it had everything to do with authenticity. But reaching oh. back and knowing that in your story, there are not only keys to your future, that is the power of your value and your brand yeah. if you want to take it there. Yes, 1,000%. And I do believe that God uses your pain for a purpose. Mm-hmm. So sitting here today with you, holding space for one another in this conversation, I would not be here today if I had not gone through every step of my journey. Yes, ma'am. The, the peaks, the valleys, you know, the, the mountaintop, the like way down deep in the right. gutter, the bock bottom moment that I experienced right. where I did meet God on a bathroom floor in West Hollywood, almost ODing wow. on opiates and alcohol. Okay. So, well, take us back because you, ca- you came from humble means. Yeah. And I, I do. My first house was a trailer. Uh-huh. I lived. It was a nice trailer. Yeah. It was an eight mile, but you know, it was a nice yeah. trailer in Houston. And, uh, you know, my parents were hardworking people and, and instilled that in us. My, my sister and I were both entrepreneurs and, um, I just knew from that moment, there was something in me that, and also being of a multi-ethnic background, mm-hmm. And my father was raised in Japan. So, you know, coming from immigrant Mm -hmm. family and seeing outside of that little small town, knowing that just, you know, from the foods we eat and the way we interact with one another was a a little bit different Mm -hmm. than everyone else. So that broadened my perspective as a little girl. And so, yeah, I had my eyes set on L.A. I was like, I want to get, you know, I've traveled the world modeling. Even in my short little self, I I seem to make it on the runways in Milan, Italy. I don't know how. Because you're fabulous. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I received that. I received that. But it was, it's that, that power of intention as well. Like I want to go and see the world. And if this is my vehicle to do it, I did go to college for a little while Mm -hmm. on an art scholarship. I was going to be a graphic designer. I was obsessed with magazines again, not knowing that I was going to create a blog and be taking photos and and learn Photoshop and learn Final Cut Pro and start a YouTube channel and all of that. So ended up in LA Mm -hmm. with the same stereotypical, I wanted to be rich and famous I want to be a star. On the cover. I wanted to be a star <laughs> and all of that. And, but I had a lot of traumatic things happen that I buried. Mm. And, and we all know how easily women can do that with things, with men, with over shopping, with alcohol, right. you know, whatever it was for me, it was a combination of all of that. Mm. And being a workaholic, mm-hmm. I kept myself very busy working. Oh, you know what? Work is a drug too. Yes, it is. Yes, and ma'am. And will over medicate yes. in a minute. Mm-hmm. To hide yes. from things. So, 
Yeah, I, I was very blessed, very fortunate to start working quickly on television and on and modeling. And I did. I, I just stayed very busy. I, I I buried everything that had happened to me until God, you know, I was like I was on a I was on a hot mess express yeah. to to hell, really. Right. Yeah. Well yeah. And, and so what was it? What was the moment that brought you to the point? or change started? I love this question because I just dusted off the book, The Artist's Way, about eight or nine months ago. And that book was handed to me in 2001. It's by Julia Cameron. Mm. For anyone that feels block, create, blocked create, creatively, mm -hmm. I highly recommend this book. I dusted it off and I started reading it. And I realized that was the catalyst, a friend, an angel friend, someone I didn't know very well, this guy that lived in Laguna, who was a friend of a friend, said, Tiff, you need this book. Yeah. I just feel like I need to send you this book. So it poses those questions that I, I it's one of the first steps I, I walk through with my clients is, what do you want? Do you even know what you mm. want anymore? And so I found a journal that I worked, you know, side by side with this book. And I had written all of these things all over the page from the type of man I wanted, the type of career. Wow. I, I'm a palm tree fanatic. I wanted to travel the world. I also had Africa and Australia. And do you know that I've married an Aussie? <laughs> yes, you did. And we do, mission, we do missionary work in Africa. Wow. So it's it's the power of allowing a woman, allowing anyone them, themselves the freedom to explore what they want. So that was 2001, and it, it shifted something in me. Mm -hmm. I was still doing drugs every weekend. Yeah. I was still, you know, running the roads. Mm -hmm. and, and then it just was that little shift that starts happening, that crack, yeah. that little crack that we feel. Yeah. And um, until, until that time came where I was hiding that I was abusing mm -hmm. opiates, I was popping painkillers and... and and just, I, I don't even know how it was working, but just to get to the movies one night, I had to get high. Wow. And I popped a pill and a half a bottle of wine just to go to the movies with my friends. And, and that's when I think I, I truly believe that God, Holy Spirit was like, mm -hmm. no more sister. Yeah. This is your no brick more. wall. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the first time I had prayed. I was raised in church and I was a believer, but we had some things happen and our family kind of turned away from church. I was mad at God for some of the things that had happened to me, abuse and things like that. Mm -hmm. But on that bathroom floor was the, the first time it was a short little prayer. I felt like I was dying. Mm -hmm. And I said, God, please don't let me die. Yeah. Especially not in this old janky bathroom. <laughs> in it's got to you know be way I mean? more like, fabulous dirty than bathroom this, floor. This is not the way I'm going out. Yeah. And he didn't. Yeah. And he didn't. Thank you. And then that was the very beginning. You know, rock bottom is different for everyone. It could be a bankruptcy, a divorce, yeah. a health, a, a health scare. It's what makes you wake up and pivot back. And, and God did not let me die on that bathroom Isn't floor. And I awesome. believe he met me on that bathroom floor. Yeah. So that was the beginning of a, of a beautiful journey. Get up off that bathroom floor and literally start a new path. And where'd you go from there? I had to relearn life. Everything yeah. I had up until that point was based in fear, every decision. Mm. And that's what I love helping women is shifting out of fear. We're all going to feel fear. It's what are you doing with the fear? Right. You know, and I, 
I lived a very, I, on the outside, I was, I could be a chameleon. I was, I was, I always say it's like a rap song. I was popping crystal, doing cocaine, yeah. you know, doing lines on a private jets. And it like, that's exactly what my life yeah. was. And so I had to relearn life. I had to relearn life for, and get back to my true authentic essence, yeah. not the mask, not the validation well, I was seeking. You know what? That's something you know? that's real important because you were going from living fast to almost mm -hmm. The still quiet. Yeah. Breaks on. It breaks on. I mean, and that can rattle people right back to the yeah. other from going from it was, I, fast, fast, fast to, okay, I got to slow down and listen to these voices in my head. Well, I didn't, my identity was stripped back. Everything that I had based myself, uh, lifted, you know, based the foundation of Tiffany was making a living off my looks, mm -hmm. dating, you know, I had. Had extremely wealthy boy. I dated the gamut girl. I've dated the starving artists. Sure. I've dated the billionaires. Uh, but everything that validated me, the TV shows, the magazine covers, all of that, all of that got stripped away. Mm. So I, uh, the, the journey of self-discovery for all of us is the most beautiful. But at, at the same time, like you said, like the silence, mm -hmm. like, who am yeah. I? Who do I want to be? That's hard. That was, I, I fell into like in and out of depression mm -hmm. for a long time because I wasn't medicating mm -hmm. anymore with the drugs, you know? So the ups and downs through it is, is very, very challenging. So how did you get from that to doing this wonderful YouTube coaching sanctuary that you're doing today? God. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's my foundation is built on my faith in God and what he, he did in my life yeah. and continues to do every day. He shows up and blows my Doesn't mind. He? It is the most beautiful adventure. So, you know, that's, that's the thing is every single morning I have a very, very beautiful ritual. I guess you can say mm -hmm. I align with God because I, should be, you know, I used narcotics for a lot of years. And when you do that to your body and your brain, uh, I come from, you know, the, the world of, I was an artist. So ADHD, ADD, all the things that are right. labeled, sure. you know, on the creative sure. types. Uh, I, I'm the type of person that probably should be on antidepressants mm -hmm. and, and anti-anxiety medications. And, you know, I was just until last year, I was medicating every night, every evening with at wine, yeah. you know, and all that. So, if I don't get anchored and meditate and pray mm -hmm. and do my get a, getting in alignment with God and myself, yeah. you don't want me unleashed to the world. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? With a big cup of coffee yes. and a whole lot of God yes. is what I say. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's the foundation. That's where it starts. Yeah. That's what we all, I need. could not build what I built, what I built. God has led me every step of the way. He gets the glory and the credit for it. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, because you, again, turned from without and went within and then shifted your focus to others, mm -hmm. he's blessing that. Yes. And that's, that's the jam. That's the jam. If you are battling, you know, the world, as we spoke about earlier, you can turn on the news and be depressed in a hot second. Mm -hmm. You can do a, a quick scroll on Instagram and make you, make you sick to your yeah. stomach. So. Um, the key for me really was going inward, figuring out who I wanted to be in the world. How can I be of service? God, what do you need me to do? Use me. It's like 
Use me and thank you. Five, oh, five word prayer. Mm -hmm. Use me. What can I do? What can I, and when you do that and you, you look within and, and really God starts uncovering your gifts and talents. And it's like all these things that he's gifted you with. It's like, how dare I not get up off that bathroom floor and go, go figure that out. Right. And, and go help others in the world. To me, that's the ultimate way to heal the world. Everybody wants to find their purpose and heal the world. Well, you know what? That's where you start. And if you just show up every day and say, God, use me and you step out into the world at that vibration Mm -hmm. is what heals the world. You know, you said something early on that really kind of rang a bell for me. You wrote down, even when you were in your mess, you wrote down what it is you wanted. I had a moment like that coming out of grad school and Mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. I was a writer, but I was 20. Who was going to read a book for me? Nobody knew who I was, you know? So my mission was to go find a job, make money writing. But in the meantime, I made a list and I listed Mm -hmm. all the things that I wanted to do once I had the credibility once I had the audience, once I had the credentials, you know, all of that good stuff. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't until, it's so funny, I wrote this post this morning on LinkedIn a year ago, yesterday, I got a surplus notice at my big Fortune 9 where I was getting exceeds ratings over and over and over again. You know, like, Mm. how could this happen? But I wasn't in that space where it's like, how could this happen? I was moving forward anyway. So I literally leapt for joy. But in that process, I was reminded of that list. And when I went down the list in my mind, because I didn't have the paper anymore, but I remembered exactly what I put. There was only one thing that I had not accomplished on that list. And I said, you know what? This is God telling me, go, go walk in your purpose and do it. It was speaking all over the country and the world. It was writing Mm -hmm. books. It was lecturing. You know, I'm at TCU now you know, mm-hmm. doing my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing was consulting. I didn't know coaching was going to be a part of that. And the last one is showing up as a thought leader on television. And guess what? My background's in strategic comps. I know everybody in media. It's a matter of picking up the phone. <laughs> so it's like, yes. I couldn't have done that at the big company. I had to just do it. Yes. Going back to your journey yes. and your story and every step of the way and how powerful at 20 that you had the intuition to put pen to paper and put it out into the universe and say to God, this is, and and look at every single one of those things you're being of service. Yeah. They're helping everybody else. Yeah. You know, I I see, and I have clients that are like, I want to be a speaker. And I have to ask them, what is your why? Is it because you've seen other people do it and it seems like it's lucrative? Are you doing it because someone told you, oh, you'd be a good one? I need Mm -hmm. to know what your why is, because ultimately, Mm -hmm. if you get to that point where you say, I think people need to hear this message because it will help them. Ding, 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 (laughs) ding. Exactly. And that's what I say on Rock the Camera when I moved to Dallas and women wanted to hire me to help them, you know, just with their Mm -hmm. their delivery and their on-camera presence. You know, and I would ask them, though, you want to start a YouTube channel and all of that. I know how hard it is. It's much easier now, but when I started a YouTube channel, it was just just a new yeah. thing. And the consistency and waking up every day and having this urgency yeah. to help women, even if it was like, hey, this is the best new lip gloss right. I can share with you today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Something. I had this drive and this fire in my belly mm-hmm. 
and, and that conversation of why was not in my world yet. But so when jumping to, you know, these women and I'm like, why do you, why do you want posing the same question? Why do you want to start a YouTube channel? And then seeing clients peter out yep. because it's too hard. Right. It's unsustainable. You know? so making the message the star. Yes. It's like you get up sometimes. Sometimes I don't want to be on camera, but if God drops something in my heart, I'm sure you feel the same yes. way. It's like sometimes your hormones are out of whack. You, you just don't feel great. You got puffy Absolutely. eyes and it's like. But I'm like, you know what? It's not about me and the way I look. It's about this message right now. I'm so right glad now. you said that because there are times when I get on, I don't have a, a stitch of makeup. Me either. I know. Not at I all. I did this for you. <laughs> <laughs> I had a woman drop in my DMs yesterday. It was, it was sweet. I have to say it was very, very nice of her. But yesterday I literally ran through the rain before I got to my car, drove back from Fort Worth and sat down to go live in my coaching community. And I took some pictures too, right? Mm -hmm. But I had it on my heart to share about the idea of hope. Didn't matter mm -hmm. what I looked like, right? So no. I had, you know, kind of brushed my hair down or whatever. And I took a selfie and this woman saw it and she DM'd me and she's like, you know what? I'm a hairstylist. I can help groom you. I can trim your, your ends. <laughs> that is hysterical. Tiffany, I started laughing and I shared with her, you know, I wasn't connected with her. So you had to kind of give permission to, you know, yeah. interact. So I, I started out with laughing emojis. Like, you know what? Yeah. God bless you. <laughs> God you are so sweet for doing this, but let me explain something to you. Yeah. The core of my platform is authenticity yeah. and I can show up anyway on camera. You know, I have a, mm. a total glam squat, but I don't whip them out every day. Uh, <laughs> no, She's going to trim my ends. <laughs> yes. And, and when I learned that, because my whole YouTube channel, I did want it to be like a magazine. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be had pop and I'm all about bright colors mm -hmm. and, and all of that, just the energy and creativity. And then I got to a point where Instagram stories came about yeah. and Snapchat and all of that. And I would, I would be in my robe and my top knot and this, having had this beautiful meditation and prayer time mm -hmm. with God. And I would have something, I'm like, this really needs, women need to hear yes. this right now. And I started getting on in my robe and now my hot pink robe, it's, it's like it's, its own <laughs> character, you know? What I mean, but women started connecting to on with me on a different level, yeah. and I saw the power in that. You know what I mean? Totally. They're like, "Wow, if she can get on and be authentic, then I've, I've got to explore this for myself." And it just tears down the wall. It really does because people can judge you, but you know, you're glammed up all the time. It's like, "Oh, she's she's such and such, right. and so extra." Well, it doesn't and, seem you know, real. No, yeah, absolutely. Because I don't look like this every day. Well, you know, Tiffany, it's so exciting because. The friends that I have that come on this show, they all sit at the intersection of tech, culture, and business. And you're mm. right there. And not just mm. with the coaching sanctuary, but even just your life in television and pop culture. I mean, you mm. sit right yeah. there. And it's so important to bring these <laughs> stories to my audience. And I'm so glad you're sharing. Oh, I, I'm, thank you for giving me the space and opportunity to. <laughs> totally. Awesome. Totally. How do you talk to your clients when it comes to the spiritual piece of it? I raised the question on my IG ahead of this, you know, mm -hmm. how do you get spiritually empowered? And I know that's a very personal question for a lot of people, but I believe that there is a straight line, you know, I'm an executive and business coach. There's a straight line between your personal and your professional. There is no separating them. 
So, yeah, I'm going to get in the Kool-Aid and I'm going to ask you, (laughs) how do you get spiritually empowered? First of all, it is what you spoke about earlier is going within. And when I realized I was so disconnected from my spirit, Mm -hmm. my own spirit, even just take God out of the equation right now. It's my spirit, my essence, my authentic, my authentic highest self. Mm -hmm. I was like that, that girl, I don't know where that girl was. Who is Mm -hmm. she? So the art, for instance, I grew up drawing. I was a creative child. I was a very spiritual child. I always wanted to be in nature. I was fascinated with the sky and rainbows and, and then, you know, jumped to, I I thought I want to move to New York and be a graphic Mm -hmm. artist. So Art, art was in my life always in college. So I got to a point where I was so driven and became more and more disconnected that do you know that entire time from the moment I was abused sexually at 16 wow. to I didn't, I held it in, didn't share yeah. that, didn't tell a soul till I was 31. Wow. I, was, I was right at 16. That whole mm-hmm. time, I don't even know how I got the scholarship to college for art, but I couldn't even draw a stick figure. Wow. So that, yes. So when that friend in 2001 gave me the artist way and I started rediscovering what it was that I truly Mm -hmm. was passionate about. Sometimes go back to when you were eight, nine, 10 years old. All day. What did you love? What what lit you up? And, And so for me, it was all of those creative things. Well, I had gotten so far away from that. So sometimes it's a matter of asking a a client, Hey, what did you love to do when you were eight years old? Totally. And when they start, I, and I see it in a woman, you know, with the NLP and everything, I start seeing their body change. They start, they, they settle mm-hmm. in, they breathe a little deeper, their chest expands, their light, their yeah. eyes light up. They start speaking a little yes. faster. So then we're on to mm-hmm. something. And so it, it, it's this stage. And I know you know this process. And, and so the more they connect and get, start realizing the right. things that they've, they've disconnected from in their life. And then when you add God oh, in, yeah. Girl, oh, yeah. watch out. Now look, you said something watch just out. then. You're like, even if you take God out of it, it's kind of hard to, but it's hard. Yeah. let's ask the question. What do you believe? Yes. And you need to have that conversation with yourself, whether you're Christian, whether you're Buddhist, whether you're anything, you need to be grounded Absolutely. in what you believe and how many people don't know. No, this is true. And because I am so visible Mm -hmm. online, people know my Mm -hmm. faith. They know that I'm a spiritual person. So, you know, I believe in divine connections. The women that are drawn to me that I coach, I very seldom have someone, if they're from Europe, um, I've had a few European Mm -hmm. clients that they said, I know your spiritual belief and I, I, I respect you for it, but I'm an atheist. And I remember the first time that happened, was really scared. Yeah. I was like, God, how am I going to coach this? <laughs> yeah. Because I share my experience, my rhetoric, how I'm going to change right. my rhetoric. And it ended up being such a beautiful experience with this I client. And yes. And opening her eyes, expanding her, her, her spirit to something deeper and, and helping her get on the path of figuring that right. out, you know? Um, but yes, ha- you have to have faith in something. Right. And I would hope that people would have faith in yeah. God because life just like we spoke about with everything that happened this weekend and everything that is happening in the world. I've been, I'm about to celebrate 16 years of marriage. And if we did not, if you do not have a marriage founded, 
in spirituality yes. and a sh- I mean, God, yes. it's too hard. Yeah. It's, it's so difficult. Right. So, you know, I, I um, don't know how other people do it, <laughs> but on my intake forms, I leave a blank there for what your spiritual preference is. So I'll know yes. how to yes. conduct the coaching, but you know, Jesus resides on the culture soup. I make no, <laughs> you know, yes. you know, I make no yes. qualms about that. And mm-hmm. I talk about my faith and I think mm-hmm. what you said is true. People are attracted to that, no matter what their faith might be, because they understand this is where she comes from. And I think she can yes. make room for me. And that's yes, what it's all about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And people want, they want to, you know, I use the word anchor. I know that's in our, in our, in our mm-hmm. business, the word getting anchored, but it truly is because I was wandering around. And so when you think of a ship, if it's not anchored and they need it to stay in one spot and be secure. Yeah. Otherwise, if it's, it's not anchored, it's going to end up way off yes. course and in, in another part of well, the world. And right? part of the, so that's how right. Is. Part of the conversation yeah. I was having with my frizzy ends <laughs> was all about hope and how hope yeah. fuels motivation. You can't even have a goal without yeah. hope. But the question yeah. becomes, where do you get your hope? And that's True. that question you've got to answer. It gets to what do you believe? Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. You know, I'm like no, you. I would hope people would yeah. find God. Yes. Well, and and I tried it the other way. Yeah. You know, and being in LA, I did go down that route. I started hanging out with a, a bunch of friends that were in, you know, to yoga, and I love yoga for the body and opening up your chakras mm-hmm. and the whole new age, you know, sector that you know in LA. It was just I found my tribe, and then I was still seeking yeah. more. You know, and and I had come from a praying mm-hmm. mama. And I grew up in church and I asked Jesus into yeah. my heart. I was about seven years old. And so God brings you back to the yeah, flock. He will. So, you know, all of that seeking, I was seeking for something because I was in so much pain. Yeah. And, and I, I did that whole route. And until I did, I ended up on the bathroom floor. Wow. And the first thing I think of is God. Yeah. So tell us about the coaching sanctuary. How does it work? Oh, the coaching sanctuary comes from, it started from the years of being in TV hosting. And, um, and then I remember the first pamphlet I picked up in LA, it might've been a Tony Robbins, uh, coaching. And it talked about being a life coach. Cause he kind of coined sure. the term way back mm-hmm. then. And uh, I loved people like Jack Canfield and I was starting to read the books and all of that. And I thought, you know, I would, I was always that girl that everyone came yeah. to, you know what I mean? Like all my girlfriends in, in school, I was the advice yeah. giver and, and I, I had the gift of mm-hmm. listening, active yeah. listening and mindful listening. So, you know, but I was a hot mess again. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I have, I'm full transparency. Yeah. I was like, who am I to be trying right. to help anyone with their life? I need to get life? my stuff straight, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. So I always say I was my first yeah. coach. I mean, I was my first client. Mm-hmm. I was my first client. Looking back, I had to take myself through that journey. And so when I started doing, you know, beauty tips and mm-hmm. spirit tips, I knew when I started Sanctuary of Style on YouTube, I could get women's attention with the beauty tips because that's what I was always right. asked being, you know, from the modeling world. What makeup do you use? What workout? What do you mm-hmm. eat? Where do you shop? All that kind of stuff. And I thought, okay, if I because I, I love those right. things, but I knew the journey I had been on, I wanted to share mm-hmm. that. 
So I thought if I get their yeah. ear and get their attention, then I can talk awesome. about those things because that's the hardest it thing is. nowadays is getting someone's mm-hmm. ear. So I started doing sanctuary styles, sharing all these things. And the, my first client that wanted to pay me was, I was in LA. She was in New York. She said, you know what? She private messaged me and she said, I've been following you on sanctuary of style. And can I hire you? Because I want to be positive like oh, you. Wow. And it was something very yeah. simple and sweet. Just simple and yeah. sweet. And I thought, you want to give me money? To- <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> but still not having confidence mm-hmm. in myself and knowing that, you know, once I pivot, did that pivot and said, okay, I really want to look at this, getting tra- trained and, and, yeah. and getting the right coaching myself. Um, so jumping to moving to Dallas on yeah. a whim, my husband had been praying about it and he's like, I need to take you back home to Texas. So moved here very quick. I was still like motivated to turn sanctuary of style into a TV mm-hmm. show. I'd shot a lot of pilots. Uh, that was my goal. Mm-hmm. And so when I got here, people were like, Oh my gosh, can I hire you to teach me how to do a YouTube channel and TV yeah. hosting and all of this? So I was like, sure. And, and realizing again, going back to eight, 19 yes. years old, I would make all my cousins play school oh, wow. and I had to be the teacher. <laughs> I love it. And I thought, you know what? I'm a natural yes. teacher. That's really what I've been doing on sanctuary mm-hmm. of style this mm-hmm. whole time. So I started coaching more and more mm-hmm. people and I started holding workshops and six week uh, live courses yeah. to walk them through starting a YouTube channel or, and it was for men and women. And I quickly learned because I was so passionate about empowering mm-hmm. women specifically was that women would come to my workshops and want to talk about the book that they've written and how to be more visible and, and do video. And, you know, maybe it was from a real p- painful right. place. And then I quickly realized the men in the class, while these women are sobbing, telling their stories, the men were like, this is really uncomfortable. Oh my gosh. Do I have to get up there and cry? I don't think so. You know, right. so 20, 2017, after Real Housewives ended, I thought, okay, you know what? This is, this is, I need to do this for women. And I had my first women for women only. And it was so beautiful. And it was such, such an empowering vortex wow. that, that whole day. So I called it Rock the Camera. Yes. And I still call it Rock the Camera, it continues to grow. We're going to be doing another big one here in Dallas. I just had a meeting That's about awesome. it. So, yeah, it's, um, it, it, so I, I had to do the pivot. You know what I mean? When God's tapping you yeah. in the shoulder and people want to pay you and still in the, the voices in my head saying, who are you to think you are a coach? Who do you, who are you to think that syndrome. you, right. yes, really, really severe imposter mm-hmm. syndrome. So I, I finally had to have, I had a moment and a few months of really seeking and searching and, and starting to see the difference in these mm. women and, and knowing that if I want to really be activated into my higher yeah. calling, I have to let God there you you know, go. drive there this. There you go. That's so, so exciting. So the coach, coaching, sanctuary was, so coaching sanctuary was born out of that. And I love the word sanctuary because we have a sanctuary within. We think of sanctuary as a mm-hmm. church. It's a sacred mm-hmm. place. So that's that's what I help women find in their life. You have any new projects coming up that you can talk about? I have some great projects, but I can't talk about it yet. Well, when you're ready to break news, you call me. Okay. (laughs) I will. will. But rock the camera will uh, be bigger and better, more elevated 
it's going to be coming up. So I will be, of course, blasting that on social media. And, and I'll share with my folks too. Yeah. So Tiffany, where can we find you Thank online? You. Tiffany Hendra, keep it awesome. simple. All, all platforms, tiffanyhendra.com. You can find everything there about my coaching. And I do have some beautiful freebies on, on for the coaching sanctuary just to get a taste of, you know, and just add value. I'm all about adding, adding massive value. Awesome. So, but Tiffany Hendra, Twitter, Instagram. Now I'm trying TikTok. Girl, have you tried no, TikTok? No, but you know what? I'm tempted because they don't really have an algorithm that weeds things out like the other ones. So I'm tempted. <laughs> it looks yeah. fun though. It, it's a joy. It's a joy lifter. It, I mean, like anything, it's time consuming you have to kind of integrate it into what you're doing but a few of my friends are really rocking it out that are also coaches and they're they're waking up with sales new sales on their online courses stuff like that so it is is great gary b says do it (laughs) (laughs) and you know it's fun it's a lot of fun it's a joint what vine used to be i never even got into that i never was like these Mm -hmm. snippet like very very Mm -hmm. short videos that people got entertained but the the whole saying on fleek about eyebrows that's where it came from the vine oh okay okay well yeah it's um it's entertaining of course you have to control how you know you can get lost in it but the beautiful thing that i'm finding is i leave scrolling in these quick little things and i feel a joy lift so i'm paying attention i help clients pay attention to your the dip in your spirit and your vibration when you're doing things so it brings me That's joy. Awesome. Makes me laugh. Well, Tiffany, you yeah. have brought me joy in this conversation. I so appreciate you coming on. I'm so glad we've become sisters and yes. we got to cook something up. <laughs> we really yes. should. Yes. Yes. Some good soup. Absolutely. Thanks so much for <laughs> coming you. on the Culture Soup Podcast. God bless Thank you. Thank you. God bless you too. What a wonderful and touching conversation with Tiffany Hendra. Tiffany, thank you so much. And thank you all for listening. We are now heard in 38 countries around the globe. And that means we're on every continent. Thank you to my listeners. I don't say it enough, but I really appreciate you. Find us online at theculturesoup.com and on Instagram and Twitter at theculturesoup and on Facebook at The Culture Soup Podcast. Until next week. The Culture Soup Podcast is a production of No Thoughts Communication, LLC. The Culture Soup Podcast is a registered trademark of No Silos Communications, LLC.